What I understood from you is that basically the importing the, the culture, the medical culture from the West, from Western institutes, is actually playing against women's health. And here I want to quote from the book, which really, I think that it makes a good point. It says, to reach out to women health workers as workers is to reach out to them as women. Yeah. How, how much uh, of that do you think is, is valid and true and, and why it's, kind of, it's, it's lacking in our society these days? I think, I think it's very valid. I think it's a, solid, it's a solid statement, although they contradicted themselves, the writers in the book, when they say that when women started joining medical uh, fields, they went against other women that, who were healing. And they, and they would play on with... So because it's so cutthroat to be in a medical institution and it's so masculinist and it's so uh, patriarchal, women have had to be harsh on women or patriarchal themselves just to be able to climb that ladder so that they can be seen as legitimate physicians as is. It's the same thing as if you say there's an awful female judge or there's an awful uh, you know, female lawyer or there's a terrible female physician. Yes, yes, women can be terrible and women can be great. It doesn't, and, you know, same, same. But we have to still say that there are a lot more restrictions on women in those positions because they were primarily formed for men, or at least they're designed now to be filled by men. So what happened at that point was that women turned their back on other women, although they were told that their brains were too small for medicine and they, cannot, they were not allowed to be in anatomy classes where men's uh, parts were being dissected to be investigated. But So if we think about that, about here today, if I think about um, nurses, nurses here, a lot of them are not really, they're not, it's, it's actually more that most universities now, they, they advertise that even men can be nurses, right? And that advertising in and of itself is, is, is trying to diversify this profession, which was actually mostly founded with women. Uh, and by women. So, but there's very little that actually talks about women's labor rights uh, amongst nurses, and 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 at least you know how many jobs women have to, uh, you know, uh, juggle, and if the salary is even decent. And in the book, I think that they do talk about how nurses work, and it, and specifically for Florence Nightingale, who was what who is called the founder of nurses, but nursing as a profession, which is actually in the book seen as the most awful thing because. She definitely was against women, nursing being professionalized because she thought nurses uh, or nursing is just an extended work of women from the home. You take care of your kids, you take care of your family, you have to be caring, you have to protect your patient, all of these things. You know, all these uh, traditional roles that women have been, have been cast on women. submissive. Same in nursing. And think about teachers, women teachers today. Mostly they're women, but these are the lowest paying jobs in the country. Why? Because they're women's work and it's seen as, well, you're, you should be so happy to get paid for a job that you should be able to give anyway, which is quite offensive because this is very hard labor. Um, but yeah, so, so in, that gar- in that regard, can we uh, reach out to workers as women? I think in these jobs, yes, it should be, because most of the assumptions of their work and the limiting of, the, of our scope of practice is based on the fact that we're women. It's discrimination and sexist. So, if, if this is the situation for women workers, it's so grim, women health workers. I'm wondering, how, how do you evaluate the women health movement and women health in Lebanon? Can, can you talk about that a bit? 
For, so for somebody who works on sexuality and gender, I've, I've read a lot of great um, work uh, about women's movement and at least the feminist movement in Lebanon, right? And one of, one of the works is from Bernadette. And, so, and it, it seems to be that there, there's been work, so much work on women's rights and how we come to find that feminist uh, ideology is found in, in, in this movement. But there's very little work, in fact, on women's health within the women's movement, which is very strange. Um, because at least from talking to other uh, feminists who from Latin America and, and India and, and in, in very different countries uh, in the global south, we find that the first fights that ever came out we're not just nationality and vote, which is not, it's not a bad fight. I'm not saying political participation is, you know, I'm not comparing. But what I'm saying is that when the first target on women is their bodies, on how many children you have, on whether you're allowed to have children, on whether you can have a hysterectomy without your father or your husband's approval, on whether you can, uh, you know, you can have a, a, an abortion or if you need a husband or a father's approval or if you have all of these things, which are attacks specifically because we have a reproductive function um, or on whether we're, we're being in, uh, there are incentives to having more children for nationalist agendas or to have less children of specific communities because of racist nationalist agendas all of these things um, this, it surprised, surprises me that this was not a core fight yet mm-hmm. uh, that there is very little on really on, on for example now if you want to have an uh, an STI check, you can. If you're unmarried, you would have to pay for it because it's offensive that you are even. Can oh. I say fucking? Can you that you're even having sex <laughs> um, out of marriage? So things like this, which are really offensive to our sexualities and to our health and body, that they make us pay for. So. It's strange that it's been missing, honestly, and that we jump from a political participation fight within patriarchy to a very much, uh, let's say, uh, a sexuality rights that are very specific, for example, to gay rights and, and LGBT rights, which is a massive... It, I find that the, the transition is so... Um, I don't know how to say, but it's, very, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy shift that completely misses out on... Uh, on women who have children or want to have an abortion. I'm not going to say heterosexual because you know that that's a reality for any woman of any sexuality or even genders that are not uh, conforming can also have children and have abortions. But the thing is, is that that we would miss out that entire offense of a medical field and institution and of the government and its laws that criminalize a lot of these activities is strange that this was never really the fight, right? Mm-hmm. When this is the first attack, right? So I don't, so I, do I, I don't have an answer, <laughs> but I just find that there is something missing and I, I mean, if I want to blame, I would probably go ahead and blame international funding massively and that's, and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot, that, uh, that, that international funding and big donors are pretty much shaping the face of feminism and our, our struggle and our history. Because if you read everything online now, you see that our biggest problem is child marriage and gender-based violence and SGBV, sexual gender-based violence, and political participation. When there is so much else that's happening on the ground that just doesn't get funding, so it doesn't get airtime, it doesn't, it doesn't exist, mm. it's hidden, right? 
So, speaking about funding, so if a woman in Lebanon wants to get an abortion, how easy is it for a woman to get an abortion? Uh, what are the steps she has to go through? And I'm not speaking about a privileged woman, I'm speaking about a woman from a working class uh, society. Can you give us an idea? I mean, I think it's really, yeah, I'm glad it, you said, it, I'm, glad you said I'm, not, I'm not speaking about a privileged woman because, because you know, women exactly. come from... They can know. pay for that and we know that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, women, I, mean the, the, I think the, the, the difficulty is that to think about which woman, right? So, I mean, if you're talking about um, a Syrian woman right now who's a refugee or if you're talking about uh, even young women in universities who are privileged, like being young doesn't necessarily actually mean you have all that money that your parents have <laughs> and stuff True. like that as well. So, And also that it means that you don't have access, right, as well. So there are so many things. Being a migrant woman who's not allowed to leave uh, her, her, her employer's home is also a really messed up situation for somebody who's looking for an abortion. And people will say, oh, how did she get pregnant? If she can't leave the house, please don't even get me into that. That's ridiculous. Anyway, so the, so the truth is, is that there are so many women, right, and so many different situations. Abortions are not impossible to find in Lebanon, in fact. I don't think it's that difficult. Um, but depends on who you are and what your means, right? There are so many women who go for medical abortions and women who go for surgical abortions, and they're quite different in how they uh, are. Most of the medical field will try to push surgical abortions. They're done easier, they're done faster for them, and they make money. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? How much risk does it have on... It, it depends on how it's being done. So okay. risk uh, risk could really range. Uh, okay. Risk of <laughs> of being thrown under financially from most of women who I hear uh, talking who are um, re Syrian refugees now they they cannot afford the surgical um, abortion Is in it Lebanon. That expensive? I mean, it's it would be rent. It would be one oh, month's wow. rent. Okay. I mean, if you're living okay. in Shatila and you have to pay two hundred dollars and somebody asks so you for two hundred dollars, no, absolutely not. No. And also the question stands on, is it good enough or is it not even the quality of it? And most doctors will try to push uh, courtage in, in the first trimester, mm -hmm. which is by WHO standards mm -hmm. of 2015, unacceptable. You okay. either use a manual vacuum aspiration or you use medical abortion. But we use all these archaic methods because they bring in the money and nobody's updating their information on something okay. that is illegal anyway. Okay.